<clears throat> Hello, Motherhood Mess Unfiltered. I am so grateful to be here with you today. I'm so glad that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you so much for joining me and for being here for such a time as this. It has been an exciting month here in the month of June to jump into action. We have been focusing on that word jump right after we had created uh, mind traffic back in March and then in, uh, or yeah, that was, sorry, that was in April. And then in May, we talked about making boundaries and now we're jumping into action in June. And so what is exciting about this time and season is for us and my family, we have definitely been jumping into action what that has looked like for us is that my grandfather um, passed away. And um, so we had to jump into action to go to the state of New Mexico. And in the process of doing that, um, I had a vehicle. The, the vehicle I was driving had a leak and um, it had a transmission leak. And so what that looked like is in the surface, there was the, my I decided that I needed to jump into action, right? And I got my five kids and we loaded up and we headed to New Mexico. And in the process of doing so, our car, our car broke down. And so there's, uh, if you'll just bear with me, there's a lot of strategy in this story. And so as we began to uh, experience this, this adventure, right? We jumped into action in this adventure, all of a sudden, um, I had to go to the bathroom and something had happened where the car turned off and then turned back on in the middle of the highway. It was very interesting. And we prayed and then the car continued to go. And so I was like, okay, so there's definitely something going on. So it was getting to the point where I needed gas and I needed to, um, go to the bathroom. And so I went ahead and pulled over. And as I pulled up to the gas station, the car just turned itself off. And needless to say, that was the last time that the car turned back on. And so what that looked like is there was no Lyft. There was no Uber. There's no taxis available. So me and my five children were stuck at the gas station. In fact, our insurance company, we called our insurance company and they said that we didn't have roadside assistance. And I was pretty, like, I'm pretty adamant about that, having that roadside assistance in case of an emergency like this, it, because it doesn't re really cost that much. And they're telling me that I don't have it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, all right. So I had the opportunity in this season to grumble and complain and to buy into the chaos and disorder of everything, or I could press into the presence of Jesus and know that he is my Prince of Peace. And so that's what I did as I pressed into his presence. And I was just like, God, help us in this situation. I tried to figure things out because I knew that my husband, um, uh, he, he would, he would buy into the chaos. Um, if I, I brought him chaos, right? Um, and I don't know if your husband's like that. If, if you're not peaceful, he's not peaceful. <laughs> if you're peaceful, then he's okay with it. Right. And so, um, and so I had the opportunity. I was like, okay, so I need to know all the ins and outs of the situation so I can produce a strategy. 
And so um, once I realized that the insurance company wasn't going to be able to help me, that my husband wasn't going to be able to help me um, at that moment until I had a strategy to present to him and knew that all everything else had been exhausted, all the other ins and outs, so to speak. So then I actually had a friend of mine who contacted me and they lived two hours away and they said, we can go pick up your vehicle. Um, and I was like, okay, okay. So the vehicle will be taken care of. So that, that part is because they were, the husband is a mechanic and, uh, I was like, okay, so now what do I do with me and my children? So that's really, that was the end all like the car. Okay. It's not going to start. I've tried all the things. I tried putting transmission fluid in it. Like I tried everything of quote unquote, my own understanding, my own strength. Um, so once I resolved the, to the fact that, that what I was doing wasn't going to work, it wasn't going to fix it. And then this friend of ours reached out and said, we can take the vehicle. I was like, okay, Jesus. So that's taken care of. Now I have to figure out what to do with me and my five kids and decide what the future holds for us. And so I had to submit that before the Lord and say, God, I, my desire is to go to my grandfather's funeral. That's my desire um, because my family is going to be there. And I was very attached to my grandfather. He helped raise me until I was about the age of five. And so um, I was very like I was excited, but it was crazy. I was all over the place living that motherhood mess. Right. And so I was like, Jesus, I just need your peace. And so I just started praying and pressing in and just saying, God, why am I here? Well, it turns out that I am an intercessor at heart. And so I am always praying and pressing into for others. Well, when I mentioned where I was at, it just so happens that one of my mentors, um, Tyler Frick of the King's Company. He happened to be from the very city that I was in. And so I was like, okay, God, so this is not coincidence. And I intercede for him on a regular basis. And all of a sudden, I started to see the strategy unfold, the strategy of the Father to take me back to the beginning for someone that I pray for on a regular basis. And I had been asking and pressing in and asking for insight as to as to strategy to help him, right? Because that's, that's who I am. And that's, that's what I do. And so God was like, I have to take you back. To, I had to take you back to the beginning because there are things that need to be taken care of and handled. And I was like, oh, so you had to bring me to this place, <laughs> you know, so that I could gain strategy and revelation. And he was like, and because I know you're obedient and you'll do as I ask, um, that you, that that you're here for a purpose. And I'm like, okay. So then I was fine. I, I, all the chaos, all the anxiety, all the craziness. I knew that there was a plan in place by the father and there was a purpose, right? For what was going on. And it wasn't to harm me. It wasn't to hinder me, but it was to give me insight that I had asked for. Right. And so all of a sudden, like the whole plan was put into place and position and I understood the assignment. And so I started praying for the land. I started praying for the people. I started pressing into the revelation and I, I was like, thank you, God, that I get to, I get, I went from this attitude to a place of gratitude. Thank you, God, for bringing me here so that I could receive the revelation so that this could be put 
in place in front of me so that not only I can advance, but I can help the people, you know, this Tyler advance as well. And the, and the people that we steward, the people that we shepherd, you know, through the King's company school. And in so doing, this is just temporary. The season, this, this too shall pass. You know, that's what the Bible says. This too shall pass. It's a season, right? We have an opportunity to get caught up in the chaos or we can press past it. Right. And so, but we know that, and, and that was the thing I, I reminded myself, I had to remind myself, you know, I have sown good seeds. I have been obedient. I have done what I believed to be the best. Um, not just for my family, but for those around me. And so, because the enemy was trying to come up with all these insights, uh, you know, oh, well, what'd you do? What'd you do wrong? All of the things, right? And so as I realized in this strategy that I had been perfectly placed and God was giving me the answer to my prayers um, and giving me the strategy, the insight that I had been requesting and asking for, I was like, okay, God. I'm leaning into this. So then I called my husband and I was like, I need you to come and get us. This is what's going on. This is what has happened. And so we went and he picked us up. It took three and a half hours for him to get there. It wasn't the most pleasant three and a half hours, but my children were so good. They did not argue or complain. I alerted all my intercession teams to please be praying. All my prayer warriors that pray for us, which um, probably is at least 30 people. <laughs> so I had people bombarding heaven with prayers over me and my children. And then um, my over my husband as he came to get us. And we got into a hotel at around 2.33 o'clock in the morning. We woke up and we're back on the road by around 8. And um, the Lord said to rent a car. And so we rented a car and we got... It was a, it was crazy because we got this beautiful car. It was brand new, had 11 miles on it. Um, and we, um, we proceeded to go to New Mexico and my husband went back to Oklahoma city. And so it was very cool because even there again, there was a, there was a strategy and a purpose in that where my husband who had felt unseen and was able to be the hero of the story right at that moment. Right. And so, and he stepped into his purpose and God's plan in that moment by saving his family and getting us and being the vehicle that got us to the next des des destination on this adventure and jumping in June, right? <laughs> and so, and he was willing to step into the jump, right? And so then, so we went to New Mexico. We went to my grandfather's funeral. All of those things were taken care of. We had numerous people um, sewing into us and into our adventure to, to take this pain point and make it a purpose point, if you will, um, so that it became um, rather than a place of distress and anguish and, uh, and harm. Uh, and, you know, for my children, it ended up becoming an adventure. And so they were able to enjoy it rather than it being a, uh, a hard, hateful, um, you know, distressed and chaotic situation. Um, and so we got to go do some things that we weren't, we wouldn't necessarily be able to do, like going out to eat at restaurants and things like that. And so, um, in addition to 
So then when the trip was finished, you know, we, we came back, my husband, uh, we had to drop the, we had to drop the car off in the town that we had left. They said that, that we could not drive it all the way back to the city that we live in. And so, um, my husband had to meet us there and there again, he was willing to jump. And so he jumped into his purpose again and was the hero of the situation and then drove us back to Oklahoma where we live. And so again, that made him feel full and, um, it had a purpose. Uh, um, God was letting him know that he was needed and necessary for his family. And so in so doing, we came back to Oklahoma and so we had to, again, figure out what the next jump was. And so, again, we sat with the Lord. We pressed into his presence and he led us and guided and directed us. And what that looked like is there was a lot of, um, there were several jumps that we made. Um, what the first vehicle that we tried to jump into ended up, uh, there was a, there was a inventory. Uh, number on the key and I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance because God speaks to me through numbers and the number was I believe 1049 and it means to withdraw <laughs> and I was like oh okay Jesus this this car by the way was everything that we could have asked for it had a DVD player all of the bells and whistles it had a leather interior the miles were low um, but I saw that number and that was the first red flag. And then uh, we drove it and it drove like a dream. And I'm like, God, are you sure? Like, this really is, seems like a good car. <laughs> and one of my prophetic friends had told me, I don't think this is the car for you. And I was like, God, I think we, I think that she's wrong. <laughs> so, um, it, 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 and I was like, maybe just maybe, maybe this is still the car for us. And so at, when we got back from driving it, my husband was like, he went, was like, let me go ahead and pop the hood. Let's take a look at the engine. And, uh, and I was like, okay. And he said, go ahead and start it up. Well, we tried three different times to start it and it would not start. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I see you. <laughs> and so, I was like, all right, all right, well, this is not the car. So then we went to another, another opportunity, um, the uh, open door where a friend knew a car dealership owner and, um, and they had sworn to treat us well and all of the things. And so we went there and, um, it was, it was one of those things where I, I brought, I was to issue correction <laughs> because I, I knew what the budget that the Lord had given me. And I knew what the parameters were, right? The boundaries that God had put in place as to what this car looked like. And it was very interesting that at the beginning of the month, God had me release a word saying, um, would you go into debt to be in obedience? And um, I did not know what that looked like for me and my family at that point in time. I just knew that that was the, that was the question that the Lord had, had put before me. And, um, I was like, yeah, of course, Lord, you know, I would go into debt because we've been debt free since 2020 other than our mortgage. And so all of a sudden with all of these situations, that's what we were looking at is going into debt because we didn't have the finances set aside to, um, purchase a vehicle, at least a decent vehicle. We could have bought like an A to B vehicle, 
But uh, I felt like the Lord said, I want you not to buy an A to B vehicle. I want you to do what I told you to do, which is I want you to finance it. And I want you to get something nice. And I want you to trust me for the provision to pull you out of that debt. And so it's got to be something supernatural. And I didn't know at that time the Lord was setting me up to speak to the gentleman that I spoke to that ended up set, set, um, purchase, uh, selling my, my car. Excuse me. And so... Um, I went to, I went to that place where, uh, where the, where we knew the owner of the, the car dealership and that was a fiasco, <laughs> but I did get to issue some correction and I held my peace and I knew what my portion was, but I had to stick to my guns and I had to create those boundaries. And had I not known how to create healthy boundaries, I might would have bought into the system and, and, and signed off on something that was not God's best for me. And then I would have missed the opportunity to pour into this this young man um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, who who had just changed career paths to spend more time with his son. It was a sacrifice that he made. He he worked at one of the local prisons, and um, he had just won custody of his son. And, uh, I didn't know any of this going into this, understand that God had me on a divine mission. Um, and so when I showed up, I, I, I put money down on the car without seeing it. Um, because I felt they, I, I told the Lord, I was like, how will I know that I'm purchasing the right vehicle? And he said, they will, it will be a car that's out of your price range, but they will come down to your budget. And I said, okay. That's how I'll know. And so that's actually what they did. And, um, I was like, okay, then this is, this is looking like this might be the vehicle. And I hadn't even seen it yet. (laughs) I hadn't even driven it because it was an hour and a half away. And, uh, and I was like, okay, so they are willing to meet me where I'm at. They're agreeing to all my terms and, uh, that, that I had press and ask the father for and all the boundaries I had in place and they weren't, they weren't giving me a hard time about it. And so then I show up at the, at the dealership yesterday and the the last name of this guy was M A B E and it means a pearl. And immediately the Lord goes, as soon as I sat down and saw his last name and I looked it up, um, the Lord said, this is a pearl of great price and he needs to know that he has value to me and I miss, I miss him. I miss being, spending time with him and he needs to know that his purpose is greater than this place. And this is, this is just temporary, but I have so much more for him and for his son. And I was like, Oh wow, God. Okay. (laughs) And so I just, um, as we sat there and talked and, um, and, and had that conversation that the Lord was leading me to, I said, the Lord brought me through all of this, you know, because I shared with him a little bit about my situation, you know, and the car that we were purchasing and things like that, even before he, you know, as he brought it out and we drove, I drove it and all of the things were just lining up. I said, God sent me all the way from, you know, Oklahoma City to come and tell you that you have great value and to have me jump in June (laughs) into this position. Um, he set up this whole situation so that someone could come to you and say, Hey, 
I'm, God misses you and he values your relationship and he's willing to move heaven and earth to bring a woman from Oklahoma city to tell you, Hey, God loves you. And he, and, and he wants, he wants you back. <laughs> and he's like, it's only, been, he's like, it's been a month or two since I've been to church. And I was like, he needs you to understand that you are the church and what you've just walked through with your son. It is it, there's a, there's a ministry there for you. And this is just the beginning. He, I, and he wants to take you on an, on an adventure. And so I want to encourage you if, if in, in, in amongst all the chaos and all the craziness that you may go through as a mother, maybe there's somebody that you're being not set back for, but set up to me to speak into their life, a word of encouragement. And that's why you're jumping in June. That's why you're jumping into action. You may not know it. It may be just one step in front of the other, just like my whole trip was, just like that whole adventure is. But you know what? In the end, there's no other place than I would rather be. And what's really cool is even jumping into what I consider debt, <laughs> you know, and what some people would be like, oh, well, that, that's you're stepping into bondage. I got to bless that young man who had just changed careers and is trying to build himself a quote unquote name in sales, um, do added car dealership. I got to bless him and his journey with his, with his new uh, role as a single father to his son and tell him that Jesus loves him enough to send someone to encourage him, to exhort him into life. And not just a, a mediocre life, but life more abundantly, that he would fulfill his kingdom calling and that he can help in so doing and his well-doing, he can help advance the kingdom of God. And that is the purpose that God has for him. Not something where he's just barely surviving, but to the point where he is thriving. And so I'm so excited to have left this story with you, um, to testify of the goodness of the Lord and to encourage you that if God is, a, if your life looks chaotic, trust the Lord in all you do. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. I had some other things I was going to say, but I think that's exactly what the Lord wanted me to say was what I said. <laughs> so with that, I want to pray for you and I'm going to sign out. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this wonderful time spent together. I thank you that each and every woman that listens to this podcast would feel a renewal of hope that even in the chaos that you are directing their steps and for them not to be afraid or fearful and jumping to the next step that it takes faith to work with the Lord in advancing the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen.